Hey guys, welcome to this fortnight's episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. With me this episode, we have Brandy. So Brandy's returning to us. He's done a, a previous episode with us in the past. So go check that out if you haven't already. But Brandy, mate, welcome. Hey, Fab. How you going? Good, brother. Um, so, Brandy, it'd be good to just, I guess, get a bit of insight, just to, I guess, let everyone know who you are, your role within SwiftX, and also just what's your first crypto purchase? Yeah, so I'm working as an affiliate and partnerships manager at SwiftX. I've been with the company for around a year and three months now, I believe, and it's it's awesome working here. And from my first crypto purchase, I can remember it was probably around the end of my high school or like some part through high school. It was yeah, 2014. Nice. I bought 20 bucks worth of Doge because I thought it was a video game. My, my <laughs> plane was like, just buy this. It's going to go up. I'm like, what do you mean it's going to go up? So I downloaded something. Turns out I was downloading the wallet to store Doge in. Right. And because I clicked on it, you know, I was a teenager. I was like, what's going on? It didn't really open. So I just deleted it. But that $20 worth of Doge at the height of the market would have been around 2400 bucks. Yeah, nice. Pretty good from 20 bucks, huh? Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad <laughs> at all. Well, mate, well, um, I guess we'll dive into the usual format. We'll get just your thoughts on the market in a minute. But I thought, I guess I'd just go over just a few topics that we touch on today. So first up, we've just got some news about some new crypto initiatives, some updates on Bitcoin adoption around the world. So we'll talk about the latest update there. Uh, some ETF news, so some TradFi news on Bitcoin. It's the first short side ETF launching pretty soon. So we'll talk on that one too. And then fitting enough, mate, some Dogecoin news. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later too. I think there's a pretty big week coming up in terms of, I guess, if you are a little bit of a price action trader. We just had the close come in on Monday with a bit of a pin bar formation. So that usually can be the start of a bit of a, re- a reversal candle. So we'll need to see this week basically come down a bit lower in the start of the week, in my opinion, and then close a lot higher to sort of lock that one in. So I don't think it's something you can really bank on, but me personally, uh, like always, I'll be watching vigilantly. Be a pretty good place, I think, if we're trying to look at structural areas for price to reverse. You know, we have hit the 2017 all-time high, 2018 all-time high, uh, basically dropping down in this last little capitulation event. So we're seeing a lot of buyers step in, and we can sort of see that in the fact that when price does dip quite aggressively, most recently, it hasn't dropped as hard as it has been. So that's you know, positive for people trying to fish for where where's the knife going to drop. But yeah, I guess with that being said, the the bigger picture is always still at play. So the key dates everyone should have in their calendar is the next interest rates meeting in the US. So the FOMC meeting. So that's the 26th and 27th of July. So if history repeats itself again for a fourth time this year, can expect probably price to rally and then potentially start to sell off about one to two weeks before that key news announcement date. So that's not something we can lock in and say with certainty that it's going to happen, but it's a pattern that we have been seeing. So a lot of people just being a a lot more secure and safe and wanting to protect their capital, just leading into those key meetings that have been moving the market so wildly lately. Sure, yeah. Some exciting stuff happening around the world. Uh, We've got the Central African Republic president launching crypto initiatives following more Bitcoin adoption. So I think everyone knows a bit earlier throughout the podcast, we spoke about how El Salvador was making Bitcoin this legal tender. Um, it looks like, you know, Central African Republic is making uh, Bitcoin's legal tender. It looks like they were speculating and sort of touched base with that back in April. But it looks like the president's launching some initiatives to get like a crypto hub happening amongst the country, which is cool. 
Yep. Um, excited to see more global adoption. Who do you reckon will be the third country to follow suit? Oh, man, who knows? There just seems to be something new coming out month on month. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, There's been quite a bit of speculation around this, I think, for quite some time now. So wouldn't be too um, surprised to see a few other countries probably follow suit in the next couple of months. Seems to be what's on trend at the moment. But no, it's really cool to see some more emerging sort of countries look to use Bitcoin as a store of value. Uh, I think it's, yeah, again, pr- pretty hallmark. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see how they would handle, I guess, the fluctuation with price. Um, yeah. Very interesting because I know I've seen other businesses accept crypto as payment. However, obviously, when they accept the payment, yeah. let's say in, in BNB and then, you know, during a bear market that BNB falls, yeah. they're left with a less value than, you know, what they were expecting at the time of payment. So it's kind of interesting to see, especially with like how El Salvador had to deal with the losses that they incurred technically. Like not really, not non-realized losses when Bitcoin dropped. Yeah, what are they down? Like something like I don't know the exact numbers, like thirty percent or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, okay, shocking. Stuff. I mean, it's a good point, right? Like, what does you know crypto adoption look like? Is it in the way that we're seeing it right now, or is this kind of like a V one for what a future state could look like? Like, yeah. I think I don't think anyone's going to get it right from the start, mm. but it's cool to see that the tech and you know the policy can meet up, and you know all those other fundamental things can get hopefully hashed out over the coming years and months but yeah, um sure. nah, it, it's definitely a good point i guess in other news we have seen the first short side bitcoin etf start to trade on the u.s markets so ProShares has basically come out with the ability for investors to bet against bitcoin and basically okay. profit off of its decline so this isn't anything new in the etf space basically just backed by derivatives but um I know there's a fair few crypto influencers that are calling that this will be <laughs> probably the most bullish news for Bitcoin, <laughs> just doing a bit of reverse sentiment analysis. So I think uh, Andrew Pompliano, uh, Pomp, as he goes by, basically calling that this might set up the short squeeze that Bitcoin needs to get out of the current hole that it's in, in terms of price action. So I think that'd be pretty interesting. So, I mean, for every seller, you, you know, you do need someone else on the other side of that trade. So I think everyone's most familiar with the most recent famous short squeeze was AMC, so yeah, GameStop. GameStop. That was like last year. 2021. Yeah, it was yeah. 2021. Yeah, Seems like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's when everything was rallying. But um, TLDR with AMC or GameStop back then, a bunch of institutions were shorting the stocks and a whole bunch of people came and bought and liquidated millions and millions and millions of dollars off of the hedge funds that were against Insane. betting against it. So yeah. um, who knows? It's an interesting move. So I think either way, it'll get some volume. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's good. But it'd be very interesting timing, I feel, especially with the markets arguably being at some pretty low sort of rates at the moment. Yeah. So get this, right? So apparently in the US, a guy named Keith Johnson is suing Elon Musk for $366 billion over a Dogecoin pyramid scheme. God. What a title. What are your thoughts on that, Pav? Well, I've got, I've got nothing. What's what's he claiming? So he's claiming that Elon Musk and his high-profile companies are engaged in a crypto pyramid scheme by way of Dogecoin cryptocurrency. So I'm assuming this guy just copped a big L and he's just trying yeah. to get some money back. Yeah, okay. So we'll see what he's going to get into that. But I don't think, you know, he'll have to have a lot of evidence against Elon Musk. And, mm. you know, it's going to be a really big lawsuit if he does pursue it. Um, kind of would just, set some sort of precedent then, right? So yeah, you know, first of many if it succeeds. Yeah. It's kind of scary though because uh, Elon Musk does have a lot of power with his words when it comes to the crypto market, doesn't he? He does, yeah. 
seen it. Uh, I think it was only recently. When was it? Like, I think a week ago. He tweeted, and prices shot up ever since then. I th- yeah. I think, um, if we look it up right now. The one where it's like, was an image on Twitter. It was an image of a Grim Reaper approaching a door yeah. labeled real estate after previously making, you know, stops at other rooms called stocks and cryptocurrency. And then Elon Musk said, true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that just went crazy. Yeah, I just had a look. So, the point that he tweeted price right now, it's up about 30-odd percent-ish. So, I mean, sometimes he can get it right, I guess, or oh, man, seemingly I'm... seems to get it right. Who knows? But, yeah, I think um, interesting one. I mean, he can't stay out of the news, old Elon, so no real surprise there. Um, oh, I wish I was still holding that Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I bet you do. <laughs> Other than that, I guess we can chat about some market movers. I mean, this is probably the first fortnight in quite a long time we've had some serious mm. green across the board. So the front runner at the moment, DeFi Money, YFII, currently up 195% in the last 14 days. Wow. Uh, we've also got some just DeFi protocols that are currently charging. So it does seem to be a bit of a DeFi-led theme at the moment. So, you know, for those doing their own research and trying to work out what to look at, you know, Great way to sort by your aggregators to search by category and just see DeFi and see what else could be of interest to look into. Oh. We've got Strax there, Storage. They're all up wow. 100, 100 plus percent recently. Airswap, Ramp is another one that's up 50%. Stuff. It's been, um, I guess it's a bit of fresh air. I think a question everyone's lip is, is this just a dead yeah. cat bounce? Like, is this just a very temporary relief, bit of a pressure blower? off valve situation before some more downside and I, unfortunately no one's got the crystal ball to tell you that that will or won't happen but for those people out there with a bit of a strategy or a plan there might be some really good swing trading opportunities coming up if you're keen and as so inclined so definitely yeah cool one that's up recently is sandbox up 35 percent in seven days so a bit of metaverse stuff coming up on the rise so it's exciting stuff there's recently released some news with time the magazine partners with sandbox all right, mate. Well, I guess one last thing, I guess, before we wrap up and finish up, I'd like to get your personal take on Brandy. So we had Cam on last fortnight and got a pretty good response off of his take on what he would have done differently. So Cam, like yourself, I guess, more recently working with SwiftX now is more and more into crypto on a day-to-day basis. I guess, you know, for the person out there that's just getting involved now or just got started within the last couple of months, what would you say some takeaway lessons that you've had now that we've been through the whole bull market and now we're in that bear market cycle? You know, any any sort of words of wisdom, mate? Well, I definitely think that I guess experiencing the red days kind of makes you think when to take profits if you're looking to take profits or or what the longer term strategy is. Me personally, I think dollar cost averaging at a lower price and just constantly holding it, holding it, and then obviously taking profits if you want to at the right price when it's gone up in the bull market. I think that's generally what I'm aiming for. I'm more of like a long-term swing trader realistically, but and did you yourself get too much into the rabbit hole of NFTs with the most recent cycle that we just went through, oh, or even right now? I have, yeah. I, have, I have a story for you. Oh, yeah? So I actually minted one of Gary V's V friends. You know, oh, yeah. you hear about these V friends? I've heard of them, but I didn't look into them or know much about so, them. So oh, Gary V's awesome entrepreneur and stuff like that. He owns, you know, marketing agencies and is huge in the NFT game. I minted one of his V friends, which were these NFT images for three of his V cons. Oh, so you need that to go to the... Vcons, yeah, that was having over three years. And after I bought it, after I minted it for around three ETH, it didn't do anything for a month. So I sold it for like one ETH profit. 
the guy that bought it off me, he started experiencing like the best part of the NFT hype. Oh, yeah? And then shortly after he bought it off me, sold it for 10 ETH profit. <laughs> and then the guy after that held that same NFT. And at the height, the highest offer that person got for that NFT was around 35 Ethereum. Jeez. And I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, if I just held on <laughs> for a little bit more. But you never know these things. Yeah, wow. It's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate. And I was so excited because my first NFT. Yeah. Then after that, I realized, hey, I think the better way to handle NFTs is buying a few, buying at least two or three. So, you know, if one moons for whatever reason, one you can keep. But yeah, after that lesson, oh man. I was pretty gutted because it was around $135,000 at the time. That's nuts. Yeah, insane. So, when, uh, yeah, because that was, was that a while back or was that Yeah, a while back. Definitely not this most. It was, it was probably around uh, uh, June last year, June, okay. July. Yeah, yeah, okay. Last year. That was the last time I dealt with that. But yeah, I won't touch it for a while until yeah, okay. there's actual decent use cases. Yeah. Touch it. Yeah, because that sounds like a bit of a different one. Like it's not, you're not yeah. buying artwork, you're buying the. I guess, utility utility to yeah. access the events, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. very interesting because the way he positioned these artworks, because they, they were artworks, they were all characters that he created himself. The way he positioned them was like, okay, they're going to be artworks that have, you know, a character on it, and it's also going to be a ticket for an event. And then after the character, he's he's going to develop the character into stories and then movies or et cetera. So he's going to really turn each character into a brand. His goal is to be... The Disney of NFTs. <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, very ambitious. Yeah. But um if, yeah, so there's Gary V. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, if he does hold through, oh, I'll be regretting so much yeah. more. But it's fine. Then you live and you learn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who, who you know, I don't think there's a single person in this office that hasn't made a terrible decision by not holding long enough. But I mean, what can you do? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in for another Fortnite's update. And, uh, yeah, we look to give you another update next Fortnite. But, Brandy, thanks for joining me, mate. Thanks, Fab. I appreciate it. Good luck, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.